It is now time for the Threes on Fire podcast, along with Sedell Boyd. I am Irving Henderson. John is somewhere, uh, probably three sheets to the wind on this WrestleMania weekend. Uh, John, uh, get back to us soon, buddy. Uh, just want to make sure that we get you back on the show. Uh, again, we don't have your dumbass of the week. Actually, we do have your dumbass of the week. I'll, I'll reveal it to everybody uh, in our, our final segment. Um, we don't have your NBA power rankings, which we will get to in the first segment today. Um, but time to kick off the show and – Sadell, yeah, I told you about three <laughs> weeks ago, three weeks ago, that your guy, Coach K, was not uh-huh. going to get the happy ending. And it started with you figuring y'all were going to win the ACC tournament. And who stopped you? North Carolina. Right? You make it to the final four. And whoa, who's whoa, in your right. way? That's not huh? right. Virginia, Virginia. Oh, Tech Virginia Tech stop. Oh, excuse me. That's even worse. No, excuse me. I, let me get it. Let me let me make sure I get this right. No, 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 no. North Carolina, Carolina beat you guys in your last home game. Yeah. Gotcha. That's right. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So yeah, you lose you get, if you're gonna go in on me, get it right, man. Come all right. You lose your last home game to North Carolina. You lose the ACC champion, uh, uh, excuse me, semifinals to Virginia Tech. Or was it the final? No, it was the final. It was the final. It was the final to Virginia Tech because Virginia Tech beat North Carolina. I remember, oh, we want North Carolina. We want it. Okay, that don't happen. Now, you finally got what you asked for, a matchup between North Carolina and Duke. Championship game on the line. You asked for this. And what do they tell you? Be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. <laughs> Season over. Career of the great Mike Krzyzewski, over. North Carolina, 81, Duke, 77. Now, I'm going to let you have the floor, buddy, because uh, I think I think we went in on you a little bit last night. I'm going to let you have it. Go ahead. You, say, say, what, <laughs> say what you need to say, man. This is a safe space. Uh, it's a safe space. <laughs> well, well, really, who? It's it's funny that you said that. I, I mean, I, you and John got on me, which was uh, I was of course expecting that. But man, you know, I'm from I grew up in North Carolina, so mm-hmm. the the buzz on my Facebook timeline was going crazy. All the Tar Heel fans, so I caught it worse from them than from you guys. Trust me. Oh, I, I believe it. I believe it. And and my thing is, the reason why you caught it worse from them is because uh, I didn't really have a, a dog in this fight. You know, right. now I, I told you, like, I, I grew to have an affinity for North Carolina based on the fact that I found out that they were Duke's number one rival. Yeah. So, of course, so, of course, I wanted to see North Carolina win this game, but I was taken out of it earlier in the night uh, with Villanova uh, basically getting rolled by by Kansas, um, yeah. and and I was I was knee deep in watching WrestleMania at this point, so okay. I was kind of score checking, and then it like it was 
it looked like y'all were trying to pull away and then North Carolina would catch up and take the lead and then y'all would come back and take the lead. Did a little bit of a seesaw thing. And all right, you have to tell me what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a hell of a game. Everything you just said just then, um, both teams just kept going on runs back and forth, back and forth. And no team really took control of the game uh, completely. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like stretches of four or five minutes where one team would seem like they would dominate and pull away. And the other team just turned around and was like, no, nah, we're not going to let that happen. But um, listen, man, like I, <laughs> I, I sound like a sore loser when I say this. And I hate this. But because I was fully prepared to come on here and talk about how the refs was trying to steal the game and that we was – and, and, and that we had won it anyways. Don't give me that awe because I was going to come – I'll come with the same energy regardless. <laughs> Uh, early you, on, you can't, come, you can't come on here. Now, what are you gonna say? Where, where did the refs gank y'all at, man? Where did y'all get? Where did y'all get jipped by the refs at? Tell, tell me where. Listen, man. I, I have I a feeling how- I know what you're gonna say, but I want to. I want to. I want to hear it. I want to hear it come from you. From you, not from me. <laughs> well, straight off the gate, they called the first five fouls of the game on us, so I got. I already knew what kind of game it was gonna be. <laughs> I already knew kind of where that was going. So I was like, okay, we're going to have to eat this early and we're going to have to beat them anyways, regardless of the refs just giving them everything. I don't know. But, uh, man, coming down the stretch of that game, man, there was a couple of occasions where there was some some phantom calls. And it's like, wow, like, oh, man, that was disgusting. But uh, on, some, on some real stuff, I have to get a hats off to Carolina. Uh, as far as converting on their opportunities <laughs> that they got, because mm-hmm. what really won and lost the game for us was uh, the shooting, the lack of shooting from us. We were five for twenty-two from three. That's twenty-two percent. Mm-hmm. And the free throws that we did get, we went twelve from twenty from the free throw line, which was sixty percent. And Conversely, Carolina went 10 from 26 from three, which is 38% from the field. And they were 17 to 24 from the free throw line, which is 70%. So they shot the three better. They shot free throws better. And uh, they beat us on the boards 50 rebounds to 41. So, I mean, when things like that happen, you kind of can expect to lose. Mm-hmm. But but in a tight game, man, it's just some some – untimely calls against us that that ah just it hurt <laughs> all right now now i am gonna bring it up i am gonna bring it up because it is it is the play that i saw before i walked out the door because i wanted to like it was it was kind of at a little bit of a, a a lull in wrestlemania for me and i was getting ready to walk out the door and go to work um i wanted to see how it was going to end so i actually did have my TV on WrestleMania, and then I have my phone on the game. Uh, that foul, that late foul, right, where you guys were down by three. Yeah. And there was a, 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 a made layup, but the whistle ruled that the foul was on the floor and not in the act of shooting. 
Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that was close. Now, listen, that was close, but but it was the right call. I, after, when, they, when, they, when they showed the replay, I was like, all right, I see where they went with that. But damn, in, in, in live motion. Oh, in real time? Like, oh, re- yeah. In real time? I was like, oh, my God, they're they killing us. They're killing us. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Listen, 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 listen. I'll, I'll, I'll allow for a little bit of unfiltered here in this moment because I know this was an emotional game. Listen, you can say it. You were thinking it. They fucked y'all. That's what you were thinking. Absolutely. <laughs> That's Absolutely. what you were thinking. Like, and I saw it, and I said, and I said to myself, I said, oh, Sadell going to throw something at his TV. Yo, I damn uh, he, oh, he is going to throw think, something at his TV. And I think it was a couple possessions before that. No, no, no. The boy from Carolina, I think it, he ended up going to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And he had drove. And he basically trips over his own feet. <laughs> and they called a foul on us. And I'm like, and it was a one-point game. It's a one-point game at this point. I'm like, how the fuck? Could... <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. You can't. But, tight, but, but, even, but even with that, even with that, yeah. and I, I will grant that it was a, it was a, it was a you know, up and down kind of a call. You got to yeah. make those free throws. You do. You can't go one of two in that situation. You have to make them both. You have to keep things at a a a one point game there. Yeah. You know, of course, North Carolina goes down the next time around. They hit both. You know, it, it's it's pretty much a wrap at that point because it it's is. a it, you're, you're scrambling. Four, yeah. Yeah. We were but, chasing um, that that four points. It was it was. I, that's why I kind of <laughs> started to. Feel that 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 loss, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. That that feel of inevitability. Yeah, like it's like yeah, it's this one. This one's done. This one's done. And I, I mean, yeah. Once once you're once you're down four, with that little time left, you have to make a desperation three. You have to, and then you have to foul, and you don't have any timeouts, so it becomes. You know, it becomes a different game. Like one possession game, one thing. Two possession game, like everything is a little bit different. I listen, I, I gotta I gotta admit, it was a, a, a great run to get to the final four for Duke. I did not have you guys in the final four. Um I can honestly say uh my bracket was trashed uh when Gonzaga lost because for some odd reason, I thought that this was going to be the year that Gonzaga was going to get their shit together and win a Come national on, championship. And I've learned a valuable lesson now. I will not pick Gonzaga to win another national championship. I won't. I, I don't even know if I can put them in the Final Four anymore. No, like they, they have. Can, com- it depends on who know. they have. They could. They can make the Final Four. They can I don't the trust them, but they for they for damn sure was it going. I don't know what was on your mind with that. They for damn for sure wasn't gonna come out of our bracket, out of our region. Listen, I I listen. I, <laughs> hey man, hey, it happens, man. It happens. I I thought they were I thought they were good enough to win it this year, but I was wrong. Uh, Monday right. night, the national championship game uh, will be North Carolina versus Kansas, uh, Villanova they, uh, again. It should be a good game. Let me let me say one more thing about uh Gonzaga, man. They blew their chance when I picked the field against them last year. 
<laughs> and, they, and they lost, and they they ran they ran roughshod over everyone last year until uh-huh. the, until the final game, until the final game where Baylor upset them. All they had to do, man. Like I said, I, I'm just starting. To, like I'm starting to realize that they're they are you know they they are just not equipped to get it done when that light shines brighter. You, you got yeah, you, you ha- I don't I don't understand it. I, I really don't understand it. I've never seen a team make this kind of an extended <clears throat> run that Gonzaga has been on these last five years or so and yeah. just never get over the hump. New players come in, can't get over the hump. Uh one final uh one final college basketball note. But go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you get it. No, I was just going to say something quick about Nova, man. Uh, Nova Nova messed up by by coming out the gate real slow, man. They spotted them 10 points off the rip, and hey, they, they just couldn't recover from that. Well, I, I think, I, I think um, Nova overcoming uh, the bad shooting that they had against Houston – but Houston was even worse. Yeah, you know when you lose, when you lose a, a big time score like Nova did. Yeah, you know when you lose somebody to your lineup like that. You know I, I kind of saw that coming. I, I kind of saw exactly what happened on Saturday coming. I I was hoping that they could pull through and and maybe give Kansas a bit of a run. But, I mean, it was all Kansas from the time the, the ball got tipped off and Nova was playing catch-up the rest of the game. And, yeah, just – I mean, they got it down to do six it. at one point. But – Yeah. Yep. And that was rough. That was hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that was, that was, that was kind of bad, man. Like I, like, like I said, I immediately transitioned into watching WrestleMania once the <laughs> Nova game got out of hand. Oh, and I, I, I will I will talk about that. I will talk about that uh, a little bit later on. Um, tonight, I mean, fortunately for you, that you had something to go to after the game. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, you, I had nothing. I had to scramble, man. I had to. I was like, you know what? I'm binge watching Titans. Let me get back into that, man. Because some, yeah, something <laughs> had to be on because it, it it's just one of those things where you know you knew where it was going. And it was like you kind of hope that maybe they make a run, you know, get within a couple of possessions, and they did, and it just it just wasn't gonna happen. Um, no. tonight, the women's uh, national championship game between UConn and South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina, uh, head coached by Philly's own Dawn Staley, going for the national championship tonight. Going to try and overcome Paige Beckers and the UConn Lady Huskies. Uh, I will be the first to say that I am not a big watcher of women's basketball. However, this is a game worth watching. Yeah. This, 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 hopefully. I know sometimes we, you know, we have these expectations of these kinds of games being a quote-unquote classic and we get let down. 
hopefully this game lives up to the hype. All right. Um, moving on to the NBA a little earlier than we normally would talk about the NBA. Uh, going to go back to Saturday night for a second here. And um, wow. Sixers ending their three-game losing streak, uh, beating the Charlotte Hornets 144 to 114. Joel Embiid, a double-double, 29 points and 14 rebounds. He also had six assists. Uh, Sadell, everybody played except for Paul Millsap, and everybody scored. <laughs> it's a good game, man. <laughs> um, the Sixers – Go ahead. I was going to say, that's the kind of contributions we need every night. And they needed this win. They needed this win in the worst way. The uh, worst they, were way. Having, they were having a very bad week. Um, talk about dissension in the ranks, uh, issues between Embiid and Doc Rivers, Harden and Doc Rivers. And Doc Rivers. You know, hey, listen. <laughs> hey, the best deodorant is a win. Uh couple other notes from Saturday scores of uh, Cleveland beat the Knicks 119 to 101 the Sixers and Cavs playing each other later on tonight the Hawks uh defeating the Nets in a in, in what was a crucial game because the Nets have now dropped from the 8 seed to the 9 seed uh meaning wow. or excuse me the, 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 yeah from 8 to 9 uh they would play the uh hornets the hornets and nets have clinched play in burps they cannot make it above uh the seven line so right. they're they they're they are down there uh kevin durant had 55 points yeah. uh kyrie went off for th- third i think it was 30 see the 30 or 31 and they lost. The, the bench <laughs> gave them absolutely positively nothing. And, yeah, yeah, right. you know, this nobody is, else from the team gave them anything, basically. But this is this is my thing. When when I talk <laughs> to Sixers fans who have this quote unquote fear of the Nets. OK, I get it. They are a much different team and a much better team when KD and Kyrie are on the floor together, right? Yeah. Your problem is not going to be them. Your problem is going to be you have to make sure those other guys aren't getting off in these games. You have to make sure you're contained. Like, if you're going to have those two guys do what they do, fine. You live with that. You know what they give you. When those secondary players can't miss, you're in trouble. Yeah. So I yeah, get that. Absolutely. I get that. But but you make you I make don't, Kyrie I don't fear that. I don't need it. Because I, I, I was just about to say, man, you make Kyrie and Kevin go out and have to have to have to score 40. Both. Yep. <laughs> make them both have to score 40 to give them a chance to win. And, yep. and shut down all the other players. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. thing is, like, I know everybody's hung up on, you know, that game when when they came in here and 
smack the Sixers around. I, I kind of saw that coming. I kind of saw that coming because it was all of the emotions of that game were on the Sixers side. I mean, this is just another game for the Nets. Like the fans and all of the vitriol that they had directed towards, you know, one guy. You know, it was it was it was almost like everybody forgot that this was just another game. This wasn't, you know. This wasn't a playoff game. And and mind you, on top of all that, the guy you are coming out to 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 you know spew all your venom at, he's not even suiting up. <laughs> it's funny because all right, I take my take on it is that the Sixers players in that game didn't come out with the same energy that the fans had, and the Nets players had the energy to oppose the fans. You get what I'm saying? I, got I think you. they took. I think they took that game more seriously than our players did. Yeah, I and, think and I think showed. the Nets took the game more personally than the Sixers did. I definitely think that, and I think it was it was more of a you know, it's one of those situations where you know they rallied behind that guy, where yeah. it was like, all right, we, we're gonna stick it to them for you, yeah. and they did. All right, um, the Heat. Beat the Bulls 127 to 109 yesterday. I wish John was here because I'd like to get his thoughts on that. Um, and the <laughs> Warriors uh, defeating the Jazz 111 to 107. Uh, from today's games, we have a couple of finals that are in. Uh, the Boston Celtics continuing their you know run right now. They have been hot lately. Uh, they destroyed. The Washington Wizards, 144 to 102. Jalen Brown with 32.7 rebounds and five assists. And just going final, the Mavs over the Bucks, 118 to 112. Uh, as we said, the Sixers and Cavaliers playing later on tonight. That game has some importance. The Heat and the Raptors at seven on NBA TV. That also has some importance as far as the standings go. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, uh, just tipping off uh, the Lakers again on national TV. I, I mean, all right, if you say so. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna change the narrative on that. That's uh, the 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 reigning MVP. Nikola Jokic is on national TV. <laughs> oh man, but it, this the come on, Le- man. Stop stop putting the Lakers on national TV, man. LeBron stop. isn't even playing. LeBron isn't yeah, even well, playing. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh no, he's not playing. And this is very bad uh for the Lakers playoff prospects. Uh, we'll talk about that now. Uh as it stands, the uh Western Conference uh Standings have the Suns in at number one. Uh, the Grizzlies <laughs> are number two. Uh, the Suns are, uh, they have clinched home court advantage throughout the NBA playoffs. Uh, the yeah. Grizzlies are two. The Warriors are three. The Mavericks are four. All four of those teams have at the very least clinched playoff first. Uh, the Utah Jazz are number five. The Nuggets are number six. And this is an important game here. Uh, the Nuggets can jump the Jazz with a win over the Lakers. It should be a win over the Lakers unless the Nuggets uh, fall apart. 
Uh, now, the play-in line. The Timberwolves are seven, and it appears that they are solidly in seven. Uh, the Clippers are eight. The Pelicans are nine. The Spurs are ten. And the Lakers are now down out of the play-in line. And they have a hellacious schedule to end the season. They have one of the toughest schedules in the league to end the season. Just yes or no. Are the Lakers making the playoffs? No. Okay, <laughs> there it is. Uh, not go do it. <laughs> should the Lakers not make the playoffs? Uh I think there is a discussion that I, I think we need to have in total about uh, LeBron's time in L.A. And this is yeah. not like any any of you LeBroniacs out there. This is not like going to turn into a hit piece. It's just taking taking this in the context into in its proper context. I know they won that championship in 2020, but we kind of have to, you know, I'm not going to say put an asterisk next to it. A championship is a championship. But we have to hold it in its proper context. Yeah. Outside of that one year, the Lakers have not been very good. So, you know, we'll we'll have that conversation in total. Um oh, Westbrook starts the game off with a brick. Should the Lakers uh uh not end up in the postseason? Over on the Eastern Conference side, things have changed within the last few minutes. Uh, right now, the Miami Heat are still in the number one spot. The Boston Celtics are number two. The Milwaukee Bucks are number three. The Sixers are number four. The Raptors are five. The Bulls are six. Now, this is where uh, things get very interesting with the Eastern Conference. A Sixers win over the Cavs tonight jumps the Sixers to the three spot and puts the Bucks tumble down to four. And you also have that important game between the Heat and the Raptors, which could affect the five and six line because a Raptors loss to the Heat would put the Bulls up at the five spot. The seven to 10 line is set as far as uh, the, the, two teams that are already guaranteed to be in the play-in. The Nets and the Hornets are 10 and 9, respectively. Yes, the Nets have dropped all the way down to 10, meaning they would have to play the Hornets on the road. The Cavs are 7 and the Hawks are 8. The Hawks did themselves a big favor with that win over Brooklyn. Um, being in that you know, that 9-10 line, you have to play twice no matter what. And if you're 10, both of those games are on the road. Yeah. So, again, all the talk about the Nets and, and, and they are trending in the wrong direction. And, 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 and it's crazy what's been going on in the Eastern Conference these last couple of weeks because – You'll have, you'll have one team trending up, another team trending down, and then you turn your head and look back, and they're both going in opposite directions. <laughs> I mean, what? What? I mean, 
the Celtics were the one seed, or, or let me say it the right way. The Sixers were the one seed. Oh, they were the one seed. Then the Sixers ended up being the one seed. And then, that, then the Heat jumped back into the number one. The Bucks, Sixers, Heat, and Celtics have all been at the number one spot within the last two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, you got craziness at the top. And you got craziness at the bottom. I mean, next weekend we will know, you know, pretty much for sure where everybody's gonna be at. Um, now that I'm looking this- at it, I want I want them bulls, man. <laughs> Listen, not to, say, I, not to say that not to say that I don't want the Nets because I've been campaigning for us to to face the Nets in the first round, so. You, mm-hmm. All these, all these people that's so scared of them, so we could just get this shit out the way. Excuse my language, but no, 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 and that, and that's another thing. Um, <laughs> quick, quick thing, the quick thing to uh, Sixers fans who can hear my voice right now, make up your damn minds, man. Make up your minds because out of one side of your mouth, you were upset because they were winning too much. And, you know, we don't want to be in a position to have to play the Nets in the first round because, oh, God forbid, we have to play the Nets in the first round. But then on the other side of your mouth, you're getting mad that the team went on a losing streak. I thought you didn't want them to win. <laughs> they don't like, know what huh? they want, You don't know what you want. Like, are, like you scatterbrained. <laughs> they win too much. They lose too much. Like. Like, it's Doc Rivers' fault. It's Harden's fault. It's nobody's fault. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> be consistent, listen, man. Just be consistent. Listen, you're, not gonna get any, you're not going to get any consistency from anybody on this subject. All right. We so got too much emotion involved. But I was going to say real quick about the Bulls, man, because John been giving me hell about this Duke thing. So, <laughs> oh, I, want yeah, the see? <laughs> I want the Sixers to go at the Bulls next. So mm. they don't want that yeah. smoke with us. <laughs> Yo, you dirty for that, man. Yeah, I'm dirty for that. You yeah. dirty. You dirty. You go. You go get your revenge one way or the other. Huh? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you're lucky. Uh, uh, you're lucky. Uh, you're uh, a Sixers fan too, because I'd be like, whatever your team was, I'd want that I, too. I, I, nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. See, see, see. I don't know why you bring in the heat in my direction. Brother, like I don't understand what that's about. I, oh I man, if, if no one understand what no that's one, about, listen, man. If no one would have won, you'd have been so giddy that for it to oh. be Nova and Carolina, and, and oh, so you basically oh. in a <laughs> I'm in a win situation. <laughs> in a win win situation. Yeah, yeah. Don't try to I'm trying to slide out of here with that, bro. No. Nah. Now listen, listen, listen. You, you, you. I'll nah. take that. I'll take that. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll take. I'll take that Nova thing on the chin. I'll take that Nova's home. Duke is home. I'll take that. I'll right, take right. that. And my thing we is now, far, rock, rock, rock chalk, man. Rock chalk, man. We, now, now, it's, no, I'm not. No, we're not. I'm not rooting for Kansas. Um, now, listen. Now, as far as as far as you and I go, you yeah. you know, you 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 and I, you know, I let you have your your moment during the football season because early in that game. Against the Panthers, like you, um, you had a lot to say, <laughs> <laughs> and I took it. You I right. took it. I took all yeah. it. 
You right. know, so it's y'all had the last both ways. It, it cut both ways, day. man. Like, listen, man, sometimes you're up, sometimes you down, man. All right, let's yeah. get to these power rankings for this week. Um, Sidel, who do you have in at number five? Oh, man, see, this is crazy. Uh, I had the Celtics at five. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I have the Raptors at five this week. And and I think uh, – I think I think my uh yeah I think my list is gonna be a little bit shocking. Go ahead, I, but I have the Raptors at five this week. Uh, my number four is the Celtics. Who's your four? Ah, so so touche. Uh, <laughs> my number four is the Raptors. So <clears throat> my number okay. three, my number three is the Bucks. Even though they they just took this L, but I had them penciled in before that. <laughs> all right, now see, now my number three, uh, with all this, you know, flipping in the Western Conference, my top three teams are all Eastern Conference teams because my number three this week are the Heat, and I don't think oh, there's any debate. You know, I don't, I don't think there's any debate on one and two again. I don't. Right. I, I was just going to say the for order the heat, switch. The order is switch, but the Heat, yo, the Heat, yo, they, I don't know what to make of them, man. They, they had the zero and four week. The week before when I was like, yo, the Heat got to prove something to me. And then <laughs> then they turn around, they go undefeated this week. They go 3-0. and So it's like, what are they? You, have- you called it, though. You called it. You don't know what you're going to get from them. You don't. You don't. Like, you just got to take it as it comes. And, you know, that's not good. Like, the entire Eastern Conference is like this right now. The entire, like the the top four seeds in the Eastern Conference are like that. They will yeah. have a week where they can beat anybody you put in front of them, and then yeah. the very next week they can't beat anybody. They <laughs> can't beat anyone. <laughs> like what is uh, that? <clears throat> All right, so well, number one and number two this week, uh, it's still the Suns and the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies are now in the top spot. The Suns are down at number two. I mean, the Grizzlies beat them this week. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I mean, yes, the Suns are running away with the Western Conference. Yes, the Suns have the better record. But when we're talking about what's been going on this week, got to give it to the Grizzlies. They knocked off the Suns without Ja Morant, and they are still rolling. All right, well, listen, I'm going to come back, going to talk about WrestleMania uh, night one real quick, uh, and also talk about the Phillies and some of their uh, key pickups and departures from last year. And so now I have a couple of questions for you about the Philly season this coming uh, week that starts on Friday. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we are back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Um, Sidel, now I've, I've kind of referenced it multiple times. Uh, I spent most of my evening yesterday uh, watching WrestleMania 38. Uh, on top of watching uh, NXT Stand and Deliver, I, I haven't finished it yet, but I started, I did watch that first. Um, the build up to WrestleMania most people on the whole were saying this buildup was kind of weak. 
And I, I got to admit, even though I'm a big wrestling fan, even though I'm a big WWE fan, I can honestly say that there is some truth to that. There's some truth to the fact that this didn't feel like WrestleMania. It felt like, you know, a regular weekly televised show. Okay. And then yesterday happened. And all of the fear, the worry, and concern about the feeling of would this be, you know, WrestleMania right out the window. Because they put on a damn good show last night. Uh, it kicked off um, with a tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It was the Usos against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Uh, Rick Boogs went to put both Usos on his shoulder and do some sort of maneuver with them. And his leg buckled. And he went down in a heap, rolled out the ring. Uh, They had to end the match faster than they wanted to. It wasn't, uh, you know, I I got people saying that they thought that that was a part of the show. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, Boogs is out with a torn patella. Uh, No telling how long it's going to take before he comes back. The Usos did retain their SmackDown tag team titles. Um, my, I'm going to the bathroom match. Actually, I ended up, uh, cooking dinner for my daughter last night. Uh, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> uh, defeated happy Corbin, um, celebrity match. It was the Miz and Logan Paul against Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Now my issue about celebrities who have matches at WrestleMania is their performance, right? Can they? Can they give us a good enough show, a believable enough show? And yeah. Yeah, I John hate, talked about that last week. <laughs> I hate to admit it because of who it is. Logan Paul performed his ass off in this match. <laughs> I mean. If he ever decided to get into wrestling, he would be the perfect bad guy. Oh, yeah. Because no one likes this dude, right? But the way he performed in this match, like, I have no choice but to tell the truth and give him his props. Logan Paul killed it. He did. He did. If he decides he wants to, you know... Go in that direction, he can. Uh, the Miz and Logan Paul shockingly uh beat the Mysterios clean, they did not cheat the win, they won. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a decent enough athlete, and his uh social media uh, uh persona mm-hmm. it, it fits right into wrestling, so it's almost yeah. Like, it's almost like it kind of would have been weird for him not to at least make it look good on, on a certain level. You know what I'm saying? I got you. And I, but, but I did not. It's almost like now last year, uh, music artist Bad Bunny wrestled, right? And I think they have this thing of sticking, sticking these people with The Miz. 
because <laughs> he's like he's like the consummate professional. Uh-huh. I, he's 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 definitely a heel, but at the same time, he's respected enough by the fans and people within the industry that he's trusted to be in these celebrity matches and you know kind of if uh, the celebrity doesn't bring what they really need he can kind of carry it and but but he, I, I have a feeling that he has been hands-on and helping to train these guys too oh okay so again logan paul did an excellent job uh we'll see what happens uh after the match the miz turned on logan paul which I don't know if it was meant to make The Miz the good guy here. Uh, I think by default, fans would rather cheer for him than Logan Paul, but we'll see if (laughs) anything comes from that uh, going forward. The match of the night, or one of the matches of the night. Uh, Bianca Belair took on Becky Lynch for the uh, Raw Women's Championship. Now, last year, Bianca Belair uh, main evented uh, the first night of WrestleMania, uh, made it all the way to SummerSlam, lost the title to Becky Lynch, like, faster than it took for me to say that sentence. Right? <laughs> and she she climbed back up, got her title shot, and these two ladies put on easily, easily top three Women's matches at WrestleMania in in ever. Uh, cool cool thing. Bianca Belair came out and the Texas Southern marching band uh, came out and performed on the ramp as she was making her entrance to the ring. That was just that was awesome. Uh, now here's 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 what I will compare this match to. For anyone who doesn't really, you know, watch wrestling like that or understand wrestling like that, think Hagler Hearns. If you've ever seen the the uh, marvelous Marvin Hagler and Tommy Hearns fight, right? If you've ever seen that, those two from the time the bell rang, they were they were like it was it was fast paced, like they were just swinging and swinging and swinging and swinging and swinging, right? That's yeah. what this match was. This match was like rapid fire, like for 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 the first like 10, 15 minutes of this match. Like you, you're thinking like there's no way they can keep this pace up. And they right. did for the bulk of the match. Um I was surprised. I was I was and pleasantly surprised. Bianca Belair did in fact win this match. She is once again the Raw Women's Champion. Uh, Sidel, if I get an opportunity to like send this, this this out to you, I will, so you can see it. This was, I mean, this was great. This was great. I mean, you didn't even have to understand the story involved to appreciate this match because it was just two women beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> All right. So, uh next you had uh Seth Rollins who had uh no official opponent yet. Uh Vince McMahon uh 
said after weeks of Seth Rollins trying to jump through hoops to get himself a WrestleMania match that all he had to do was ask for one. And he got one. But his opponent would not be known until the night of WrestleMania. Uh, He was on Twitter, like, you know, just throwing all these different random names out there of people that was going to be his opponent. Now, there was one solid rumor. And then the solid rumor got, like, busted because someone put something else out that said, oh, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, it did happen. Cody Rhodes made his return to WWE uh, after a six-year absence, which saw him wrestle in the independence, uh, help form AEW. Uh, He had uh, some form of a fallout at AEW. Uh, He would not go into details and talk about it, but he did say uh, he was happy to be back in WWE. Uh, Listen, people make decisions about their careers in everything. Like, AEW fans didn't mind when guys were jumping from WWE to AEW. I mean, you know it's going to happen in the opposite direction at some point. I think right. it was was shocking here because Cody Rhodes is he was like the spearhead of this movement that became AEW. He was one of the, you know, like like I don't want to say owners, but he was one of the the VPs of AEW. And in 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 a in in that time frame for him to go from being a VP to no longer being with the company. I, I mean, in any endeavor, think about that in any endeavor where a person is a vice president of a company. And then within a couple of years, they go from being that to just a regular employee. Right. Right. Now yeah. I'm interested in seeing where this is going to go. Uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, naturally, uh, defeated uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, Charlotte Flair retained her SmackDown Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey. A lot of people were upset with the match. Uh, Charlotte Flair's boobs kept coming out of her costume. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So you get to the main event, and it was supposed to be an interview show with Kevin Owens hosting the KO show. Uh, his guest. He called out Stone Cold Steve Austin for weeks. Stone Cold accepted his uh, invitation. He came down to the ring. They sat there. They were talking. And then Kevin Owens said, hey, I lied to you. I did not want to have you here to talk. I wanted to have a match. They brought a referee down. And (laughs) I was thinking personally. Okay, ref comes down, Stone Cold hits the stunner, fans go home happy, right? Yeah. yeah. Wrong. This was a 14-minute match. This was an actual match. I I, I thought it was going to be a one-sided thing. It was, I mean, Stone Cold whooped his ass, you know, but he also, like, took some shots as well. And I just, I'm watching it like, this is not what I expected. I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised, 
But this is not what anyone thought was going to happen. I mean, this is a guy that hadn't been in a ring in 19 years. And you could see the rust. You could see, you know, he couldn't do so many things. But when he was doing all the things that, you know, his body was going to allow him to do, if you squinted your eyes just a little bit, it looked like the old Stone Cold, right? Well, of (laughs) course, on this match. You're not going to have WrestleMania in Texas and have him lose this match. Although, although it would have been, you know, a real, like, I don't know if they would have let Kevin Owens, like, leave AT&T Stadium without, like, an escort if, if he had won that match. It, I, I, I think it may have been a full-fledged riot if, if Kevin Owens had won that match. Um, but it was, it, was, it was great. It was a great first night. Unfortunately, um, the tag team match between the New Day, uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, um, against Sheamus and Ridge Holland got bumped. Uh, they did not have their match last night. They're putting that match on tonight. Uh, tonight's card also includes uh, a fatal four-way tag team match for the women's uh, tag team championship. Uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella defending their titles against Sasha Banks and Naomi. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Uh, one more celebrity match. Uh, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. You will have Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Uh, triple threat match for the Raw tag team titles as RK Bro defend against the Street Profits uh, and Alpha Academy. Edge versus AJ Styles. Bobby Lashley versus Omos. And a unification title match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah, night two has a lot to live up to because night one was pretty damn good. All right, Sadell, it's my time, man. Opening day for baseball upcoming this week. Uh, I think the season officially starts on uh, Thursday. Uh, Let me check this again. I think the season officially starts on Thursday. I know the Phillies don't, uh, don't play until... Uh, Friday. Uh, uh, let me check this just to be on the safe side. I want to make sure I give you guys the right information. Yes, the regular season will start on April the 7th, which is this Thursday. Uh, interesting uh, series to start the season with the Red Sox and the Yankees uh, going up against each other. The Cleveland Guardians making their new name debut on Thursday as well. <laughs> the Royals, uh, the defending champion, Atlanta Braves, it pains me to say that, uh, take on the Cincinnati Reds <laughs> on Thursday as well. Uh, Phillies opening their season the very next day, taking on the Oakland A's. Uh, Aaron Nola getting the opening day start for the Phillies again this year. Um, listen, this should be a very interesting season for the Phillies, uh, with the additions of, uh, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, uh, they, they attempted to improve the bullpen, 
uh, <laughs> with Brad Hand and Jerry's familiar. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they did. I don't know. I mean, they also picked up. going to take the wait and see approach on that, by the way. I'm going to have to. I have to take a wait and see approach with this team because every year for the last three years, it's been optimism on opening day. And then by August, you know, it's like, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) And last two years have been, you know, the same problem. The bullpen. Yeah. Late in games, but the damaging thing to their uh, the damaging thing to their season last year was losing games against bad teams down the stretch. They had one of the easiest schedules to finish a season, and they did not capitalize on it. Now, if you want to take a positive, they finished over five hundred, which okay, that's nice. First time in a long time in a you know one hundred and sixty two game season that they finished above 500, you have the National League MVP on your team. You just made all of these moves. This team should make the playoffs. I'm not saying they will. This team should make the playoffs. Um, big controversy in the, uh, in the offseason. The Phillies re-signed uh, Odubel Herrera. A lot of fans thought that they shouldn't have. Listen, we talked about that. We did a whole, you know, full conversation on the Odubel Herrera thing. Yeah. If the team has moved on from what happened, if his wife and his family have moved on from what happened, and he is not, you know, out here just getting involved in dumb shit, why should he have a spot on this team? Okay, you wanted them to have someone else. All right, well, I mean, they're not going to break the bank at this point again. I mean, they've already spent more than I thought they would. Yeah, they spent some money. <laughs> you know, and, and, and they spent money. I mean, everybody wanted them to go after Chris Bryant, Trevor Story. They made the right moves. Uh, I do think fielding may be a problem. Like, you may see a team making a bunch of errors out there or just, like, misplaying balls in the outfield. And someone needs to teach Alec Bohm how to, like, field the ball at third base. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy that we're sitting here talking about a guy who does not have the same experience uh, in Bryson Stott about to take Alec Bohm's spot. So uh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna write a number down. Uh I'm not going to I'm not going to reveal it yet. Okay. The number I'm going to write down as we're doing this, I'm gonna write down the amount of wins I think the Phillies will have this season. Right? And I will write yes or no on whether I think they'll make the postseason. When the season is over, I will reveal to everyone what that number is and if I think the Phillies are going to make the postseason. So 
I'm going to go with this many wins. <laughs> okay, and, so, so, so and, and how, many, how many wins did it take for the, the, the last team to get into the playoffs, uh, the lowest seed team to get into the playoffs last year? Okay, glad you asked that because now I can look that up. 2021 MLB standings. Now, they also expanded the playoffs, too. So how about yeah. that? Uh, let's see. Baseball reference. I like baseball reference. I could I could sit on baseball reference all day and look stuff up. Uh, Speaking of those reference uh, pages, uh, mm-hmm. basketball, football reference. And yeah, I could whoever, all, all day. Whoever makes, yeah, whoever makes those sites do a pretty good job. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they, go, they go way back. They go deep and back, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so to answer your question, the team okay. with the fewest amount of wins that made the playoffs last year was the Atlanta Braves. The Braves <laughs> won the National League East with 88 wins. Okay. The Phillies were the only other team in the NL East to finish above 500. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, to give you now, to give you some uh, some context here, right, of how crazy baseball was last season. Um, the San Francisco Giants, uh, or let me know the other way around. The Los Angeles Dodgers won 106 games. Right. They finished second in their division. Right. Right. I see. (laughs) The Toronto Blue Jays in the net in the in the American League. The Toronto Blue Jays won ninety-one games. They finished fourth in the AL East and did not make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at their division. That was tough. <laughs> and 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 right now, like they are sort of kind of the odds on favorites this year uh to win the AL East with all the moves that they made. But I'ma say this. Uh don't sleep on the Tampa Bay Rays. I, I don't know what it is about the Tampa Bay Rays. They don't have a high payroll, but they are always in the mix for the AL East division title. Also, um, we're going to find out whether or not the Mariners winning 90 games out of nowhere last year was a, you know, lightning in a bottle situation, or if they're going to be a player in the American League West. And for all the talk about the, the, the moves that the Los Angeles Angels make every year and having Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, who was the AL MVP last year, they went 77 and 85. They are like classic underachievers. Are they finally going to get over the hump? Are they finally going to make a playoff run? They have the talent. The, the question isn't about whether they have the talent. Same thing with the Phillies. The Angels are the West Coast version of the Phillies right now. Mm, okay. They have, the, they have the talent, but they just don't put it together when they need to put it together. All right. Wait. I'm gonna close. So you Go ahead. Broke down your, 
before we close that this out, uh, you you wrote down your number, right? Yep. All right. Let me throw out a blind number then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna write your number down too. Go ahead. Uh, let's go with ninety-two. Okay. All right. Now, is that ninety-two gonna be enough for them to make the postseason? You said they expanded the postseason, right? Sure did. I'm going to say yes. Okay, there it is. Dell says the Phillies are going to win 92 games and make the postseason. All right, listen, uh, I'm going to give you guys John's dumbass of the week. Uh, we will also have Sedell's person of the week and my thing of the week. And uh, no, we're not going to give you guys the songs this week, uh, the albums this week. We'll do that next week. You are listening to the Pre-Zone Fire podcast. All right, we are back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Uh, time for our final segment, and we are going to give out our awards uh, for the week. Now, John's dumbass of the week. Uh, it's actually dumb asses, and his dumb asses of the week are the Philadelphia Flyers. Why? <laughs> Keith Yandel uh, is well, was, I got to say now, was uh, the NHL's all-time Ironman player. He had played in 989 consecutive games. Well, Saturday, they decided to sit him (laughs) as a healthy scratch. He wasn't hurt. They just decided to sit him. Now, the man is 11 games from 1,000. Yes. You let him get that. I mean, whether he plays or whether he doesn't play wasn't going to have any bearing on where the Flyers are this season. I mean, they got mathematically eliminated from the playoffs this past week, but they have been eliminated from playoff contention (laughs) since January. (laughs) I mean, and then you just – you don't do that. Yeah. I mean, you let you let him make that decision on whether or not he wants to sit. You don't take something like that from a guy. I, I, I management can't explain that in any way that makes any sense to me. I don't care what young guys you wanted to get some skating action to. If you're not going to like, you're not winning anything. Oh, and to make matters worse. It's not as if Keith Yandel's, uh, you know, absence mattered and the young guys they plugged in made a difference. They still went out there and lost Saturday 6-3 to to Toronto, and it looked like they had a chance to, to, like, I've never in my life of watching hockey seen a team have power play advantages, which means they have more skaters on the ice I've never seen a team give up so many shorthanded goals ever. You have the power play advantage. Why are you getting scored on? <laughs> it's been that kind of year for them. <laughs> it is. It is. It's. It's mind-boggling, man. 
like to the point where you just say like this 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 can't be real, right? This cannot be real. Well, it is. It is. They absolutely positively stink. And then to make matters worse, you make a decision like this. I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It, it. It's just foolish. It's just absolutely foolish. Can we get to the point where it's over? Like, can the season finally officially be over? Can we get to the point where, like, like just I don't want to see him anymore. I don't want to hear about him anymore. I, I really just want this whole thing to stop. <laughs> like, I, I'm looking at it. They have what? Uh, they, uh, they, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Get it over with, man. Get, get this damn thing over with. Let's just forfeit the rest of the matches. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I would be okay with them just, you know, folding it up. Let's go home. Season's over. We ain't got to worry about this no more. <laughs> like, it, like it, it's oh, jeez. Sadell, so who's your person of the week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. <clears throat> I do that. I'm surprised that y'all ain't go uh, to Will Smith, man. Oh, oh, listen. I said that was John's dumbass of the week. Oh, and okay. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad you brought this up because Will Smith is the ultimate dumbass. He might be the dumbass of the year at this rate. Yes. What the hell are you thinking about? Oh man, Will Will is down bad, man. Our our guy is down bad, man. I mean, listen, I know people are saying, well, he was defending his wife, yada yada yada. Yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. Whatever. There was no reason, there's no excuse for him to walk on that stage and put his hands on Chris Rock like that. And and actually, I'm gonna flip I'm gonna flip this. And I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not giving Will Smith dumbass of the week. I'm giving Jada Pinkett Smith dumbass of the week. I'm giving it to her. And I'm going to tell you why I'm giving it to her. In this moment where your husband just did something in your name, yeah. you know where to be found to comfort that man. You didn't stop that man from doing what he did. You knew when he got up there, something was going to happen. Why are you not stopping him? And when he got off that stage, why are you not the one getting up out of your seat to talk to him, to calm him down? Right. Why did it take Tyler Perry, uh, Denzel Washington, and them, why did it take them to talk to your husband? It's, oh, man. She, I don't know, man. It's like she don't even really care about Will. Talk to <laughs> She, she, she do not care about this man's uh, mental right now. The toxicity, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's a whole nother thing. Like I'm, like I'm currently sitting next to my wife right now. I would hope that my wife would not allow me to do something like that. Right. I would hope. Like, and I know, like it's 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 been a couple times publicly that I've wanted to put foot to ass. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. you gotta like as my better half, you can't let me go out like that. 
Right, right. And if I do go out like that, you got to be the one to be like, all right, baby, that's enough. Yeah, reel it in. <laughs> you made nah. your point. <laughs> nah, she's sitting there basking in the glory of this dude's foolishness, man. I yeah, that 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 pissed me off, man. Like after after the initial after the initial shot and after the initial humor, when the reality of it starts to to, to creep in, it's like, and that was some dumbass shit this dude just did. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I digress. I digress. All right, who's your uh, who's your person of the week? My person of the week, uh, shit. I mean, <laughs> he just lost, he just took an L today, which kind of <laughs> puts a taint on it. But this is already the, the the damage was already done. So, um, I got Giannis Antetokounmpo for his performances against the uh, Sixers and Nets earlier this week. Okay. Yeah, I, dropped I, I forty. He dropped forty point, forty plus points. 14 rebounds and six assists on both teams. Uh, coming through in the clutch. He, he, he blocks our guy, Joel, to, to seal the game against us. Yeah, that was, oh, oh, man. That, that was, that was a gut shot. Yeah, because I was like, man, why he ain't dunk it? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Giannis got him. He, he got the block. Game over. Uh, and against the Nets. He hits the three to send it in the overtime, and then uh, in the overtime, they're down one. Down, uh, one. He gets fouled, hits two clutch free throws uh, to win that game. Uh, at the same time, he uh, passed uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in Bucks history. So, okay. Hats off, hats off to him for a great week. All right, and and I'd like to say secondarily, my people of the week are the North Carolina Tar Heels for eliminating the Duke Blue Devils and making it to the national championship game where I don't have to see Coach K <laughs> on the sideline anymore. But on a on a on a serious note, uh, and that that part was that part. I'm 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 just messing with you right now. No. Yeah, I a little, my, little bit more dragging it on. I got it. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like fourth right here and tell you straight up. My person of the week is Coach K. All right, this is the the man didn't get the sent off that he wanted. They didn't get to you know win the national championship for him in his last year. But I will say this: he got everything he could out of this team. Yeah, and. For them to make this run that they did, because there was a point where it didn't look, you know, it didn't look too good. You guys took some some losses in the regular season that, you know, most of us look at and say, this team isn't equipped to make a Final Four run. Got it together in the ACC tournament, didn't win the ACC tournament, but was impressive enough to look like something could happen. And then you look at their bracket and everything fell into place for them. I mean, even going into this game against North Carolina, I know big rivalry game, but you guys were two. North Carolina's an eight. I mean, if there was ever a setup for you guys to, you know, pull this out, this was it. I mean, didn't happen, but it's not that those guys went out there and embarrassed themselves or anything like that. Uh, Great coach. Listen, great coach. Uh, 
you know, it was it was fun to be on this side of it and quote unquote hate Coach K. But that's what makes sports what they are. You need a villain. You need a villain. And in college basketball, I don't think other than Bob Knight for different reasons, <laughs> okay, <laughs> for different reasons, I don't think there's ever been a villain, you know, as good as Duke and Coach K. And we don't have that anymore. So, like, like hating Duke is not going to feel the same without Coach K on the sideline. Right. Unless the new guy comes in and, you know, continues the tradition and then we'll start hating him just as much as we hated Coach K. Where <laughs> now we have Coach J. Yeah, yeah, we have. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. He should not be y'all head coach. He should not be, but I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, he he lives up to. <laughs> oh, I have it. I have it marked down that by uh, January of next year, you're going to be uh, doing an unfiltered on the state of Duke basketball. <laughs> I, I sure hope not. <laughs> I hope he lives up to the worthiness of the, the mantle head that has been passed to him. Man. Well, well, it remains to be seen. Uh, and, and my thing of the week, I, I think anyone that knows me should understand what my thing of the week is. And my thing of the week, uh, it's opening day in Major League Baseball. But in particular, uh, it's the Phillies home opener. Um, a couple of years ago, and I don't know if I really talked about it on the show. Maybe I did. Um, when the season got delayed because of the pandemic, uh, that was one of the hardest times for me as a sports fan. Because there is no sport that I love more than baseball, including football. There's no sport that I love more than baseball. And, you know, it's a, it's a connection that extends out to my father, my grandfather, who are no longer with us, and passing that down to my kids to the point where, like, I've had my kids pick out which games they want to go see and we're going to go. Right. Right. It is going to be a very interesting season for the Phillies. It's going to be a very interesting season in baseball in general. Are the Dodgers, you know, did they load up enough? Like, like, can they stop signing people? Like, like, <laughs> like, they just, like you know, next thing you know, you're going to hear that they like, they're, they're, they're signing somebody else, like out the clear blue sky, like. That, that Dodgers lineup is scary. And that rotation is scary. And their bullpen is scary. They won 106 games last year. Did not win the division. And they reloaded this year. Mm. This is going to be... And, and, and I'm going to see the Dodgers uh, in May. Um... I can't wait until next Sunday. I cannot wait to walk into Citizens Bank Park for the first time of the season, sit in my seat high above home plate, take in another game, 
Uh, I don't have to go to work that night, so I'll probably have a beer or two. I'll keep score like I usually do. Uh, because I'm a season ticket holder, I got MLB.TV uh, for free again this year. I'm going to end up getting on my wife's nerves on some of my days off because I'll be sitting here watching baseball from the time I wake up until the time I go to bed. So, <laughs> listen, I, I am looking forward to the start of this year's uh, baseball season and, in particular, looking forward to hopefully, hopefully, some October baseball by the Phillies. Please. Give us a postseason run, man. It's been 11 years. Give us a postseason run. <laughs> All right, listen, I don't have anything to add other than um, I'm going to do what I got to do to get this show out, get myself ready for night two of WrestleMania. Going to keep my eye on that women's college basketball championship as well. Uh, and the Sixers. And the Sixers. I don't want to forget about the Sixers. It's going to be a jam-packed night tonight. Uh, Sadell, uh, great show, man. You got anything you want to add before we get out of here? Yeah, man. One more shout-out to Coach K, man. <laughs> we love oh, you. Man, I, just, I, just, I just gave him I just gave him his flowers, man. Like, yeah, come on. But I'm, I'm the Duke fan, so I got to give him one more to go away. <laughs> Can we get an encore? You know, listen, man, like, like, like 95% between me and you is all good, man. It's that 5% Duke fandom in you that kills me every time, man. <laughs> all right, listen, John, get your ass back to the show, man. I know you out in Staten Island, probably hella drunk, getting ready to watch WrestleMania night two like I am. Um... That's about it. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. And next week, I'll be uh, on location at Citizens Bank Park. Oh, okay. Yep. We out of here. All right. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.